Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Unconfined Congregation here on the End Time Tribune. It is a blessing to be with you today. We're going to be talking about the law as it pertains to the body of Christ. A good place to start is... By knowing just exactly what type of law you're talking about. The first thing your mind comes to is the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt make no graven image. Thou shalt not make, take the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Honor the father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. They shall not covet thy neighbor's house. Shall not covet the neighbor's wife. Shall not covet the neighbor's servants, animals, or anything. Those are really what is the first thing that comes to mind. However, with that in mind, if you don't hold to the beatitudes, those laws cannot be executed. It's absolutely impossible. Absolutely impossible to have one without the other. So <clears throat> we'll go through the Beatitudes in uh, Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, it's pretty interesting when you take a gander at that word in the Greek Makaros in our tongue. We just went through the list of, of where they're at in the Beatitudes, but let's remember a whole lot more verses contain that Greek word in the Adidorogia. Matthew chapter 11, verse 6. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. 
Matthew chapter 13, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 46. Blessed is the slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Luke chapter 1 verse 45. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Luke one forty eight. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. Luke chapter 6, verse 20. And turning his gaze toward the disciples, he began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And we get right back down into the Beatitudes again. If you cannot hold to these, you cannot execute the law by whatever definition you put to that term. A lot of people extenuate the term to mean all 613 laws. You'll take note that Beatitudes came promises that can only be obtained through the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. So you're supposed to understand right from the outset, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not holding to the Beatitudes… There is no way you can obtain that which can only be inherited in the kingdom. I strongly suggest you go through every time that word is in the Bible. It's G13 – or sorry, <laughs> getting my words inverted thinking in Hebrew again. G3107. But let us get to the text for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to take a gander of this, but just take note that we had to talk about that first. And don't ever forget there are children of the promise and the children of disobedience. There are sheep and there are goats. So with all these things in mind, let's take a gander at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Does any one of you, when he has a case against his neighbor, dare to go to the law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? We should stop the bus right here. If you hold to the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes, there's no way you can find yourself in this mess. 
It's absolutely impossible. You're supposed to recognize that. You're supposed to understand that. Verse 2, or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? If the world is judged by you, are you not competent to constitute the smallest law courts? Does that rattle your cage? That the Lord thy God said that to you? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the matters of this life? So if you have law courts dealing with matters of this life, do you appoint them as judges who are of no account in the church? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not among you one wise man who will be able to decide between his brethren? But brother goes to law with brother, and that before unbelievers? Ladies and gentlemen, I view on a daily basis on the social networking site all kinds of instances where these conversations had been carried out in public between so-called believers, it would have led to blows. To their shame. Can I say that? To their shame. Kick out of sometimes you'll see posts, people will, and it's invariably about the the rapture. I'll say, if you don't believe in a pre-tribulational rapture, you know, please just go. If you say something, I'm tired of arguing, I'll delete and block you. Of course, that was a trap, wasn't it, posting that to their status. In doing so, they were always intentionally provoking those people familiar with the Scripture. Verse 7, actually then it is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? Ah, I love verse 7 because, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you one more time. If you hold to the Beatitudes, don't you realize what he just said? Only if you're holding to the Beatitudes will you allow yourself to be, well, abused. You'll turn the other cheek. By default, those that are accusing you are going to misuse you. But if you violate the Beatitudes, 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the proof is in the pudding. Verse 8. On the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud, you do this even to your brethren. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot wrong and defraud anybody, let alone fellow believers, and expect to inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Now, Realize that God is saying all of this only to those who hold to the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. Because all the rest of you are rather quite confused about why he's saying this anyway. Verse 9, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Here we go. So now he's going to give you a list of ways that your spouses and your loved ones can know what you really are. Because these violations he's getting ready to list can only be done through the abandonment of both the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. It's the only way to do these. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexual, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Period. Period. Verse 11, he trips up all of these children of disobedience. The Greek uses kuros, but that's beside the point. Verse 11, for such were some of you, but you were washed but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. Oh my goodness. Do you not know what he just said? He just said that if you were committing any of those lists that he just gave you, if you are engaging in the criminal court system against fellow unbelievers, by default, verse 11 does not pertain to you because you have rejected an executive pardon. Let's talk about pardon. Let's talk about the law, shall we? Do you not know? That if someone is pardoned by the mayor or the governor or the POTUS, 
it is by default an admission of guilt. It's the only way to accept the pardon. That's why all executive pardons can be refused. Because a lot of people don't want to admit they committed said crime. If they're innocent, a Christian would never accept an executive pardon. If that member of the technon epigalia, which is the Greek for children of the promise, was to be falsely accused, well, we just went through the list, didn't we? I already said that, didn't I? But if you're a Christian, you're in jail. But let's say you are a mighty evangelist with much sway, let's say. Let's say your reputation precedes you even as it did John the Baptist unto Herod. Let's just say that. And your mayor wants to pardon you because you've got, oh, 90% of the townspeople rising up against the city council members. Every time they have a city council member, every person in the town or city shows up on your behalf. So the mayor comes to you and says, I tell you what, I'm going to pardon you. If you're sitting in that cell for a crime you didn't commit, you cannot accept the pardon because if you do, you're bearing false witness. You cannot lie. You cannot say, okay, I admit my guilt, so I'll accept the pardon. Oh, no, ladies and gentlemen. You are daft to believe such things after reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, just verses 1 through 11. That's why this chapter's in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, because, well, remember one of those verses that I read about where blessed is? Let's go back to that important one. Matthew chapter 13, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't realize these first 11 verses were it was a double O negative, I don't know what to tell you. When I read them, it's perfectly obvious to me that what he is actually doing is telling me who are the sons of disobedience which are calling themselves my brothers, and they are not. They're not. Verse 12, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will be mastered by, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh my goodness, those people with that once saved, always saved security, they have no idea why he just said what he said. That was the worst place on earth to put this verse because he just said the exact opposite. He said, if you're not lawful, if you are 
a fornicator, an idolater, an adulterer, if you're effeminate, if you're a homosexual, or a thief, or covetous, or a drunkard, or a reviler, or a swindler, you are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But yet he just said that all those things are lawful for you. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Right? It's because God's not going to stop you. But verse 12 is there so that the technon epigalia will know who the children of disobedience are that's calling themselves their brethren. One more time, shall we? Because the technon epigalia is going to hear what I say. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Verse 13. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food. But God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. He did it to the children of disobedience again, didn't he? He ran them around in a circle. Now, God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us up through his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you understand, if you break the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes, you're a prostitute. You are what you are. He knows it. More importantly, he's only saying these things and he's putting them this way so that the children of disobedience will not understand it and will exploit it by way of verse 12. And when they exploit it, they will expose themselves to the technon epigalia. Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, the two shall become one flesh. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one with, in spirit with him. That's the end of the matter, because let's, let's do this again. Why did he say that? What is evidence of that? Let's go back to verse 11. How do you know if you're one with the Lord in the Spirit? Washed, sanctified, and justified. Ladies and gentlemen, in that order, there is no other order. That's the order. 
You must repent. That's the washing. You must be sanctified. Ah, yes, that is the cleansing. That's when you don't do these things of your own volition anymore. You don't intentionally do them. You don't plan to do them. Yes, you can have moments of temporary insanity induced by your emotions. After said such a time, then shall you be justified. But let me do this again. Matthew chapter 13, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Ah, yes, reminds me of one elected to Saul. Although he desired it, he never seen it, and boy, even though he stood a head above the rest, he was brought down to the dust right where he belonged from the beginning. Verse 18, here we go again. He's going to run the children of disobedience in a circle again. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Ladies and gentlemen, he's not the children of disobedience thinking in their rebellion that what God's talking about is you shouldn't go sleep with a prostitute because you might get syphilis or gonorrhea or AIDS. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the body of Christ. 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. No reason for me to say what needs to be said, because I already said it. Because the technoapagalia, as the child reads, they know what's coming. They know it. It's natural. It's natural for that to be said. You'll take note that once again, the children of disobedience will think that he's referring to them as a prostitute so they can go on playing the harlot. Did you catch that? Because that's what they were thinking. You have to know thine enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's read it one more time. The very last verse. For you have been bought with a price. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in these short 20 verses, how many times did he talk about uh, a prostitute? You can only get a prostitute one way. That's to purchase her. But the children of the disobedience, that's exactly what they think. That's exactly what they do. That's why they act the way they act. Not only privately, in public. That's why. They are driven to do this 
so that the tecton epigalia will know exactly what it is they're dealing with. Now, I wonder how many of you had never realized what this is all about, because right here is the reason why the book of Revelation was even written. You wasn't expecting that to be here? Ladies and gentlemen, verse 16. You have to understand that the whole purpose of this whole deal is, it's not for you to go to heaven. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. The whole purpose, this is what the Bible says. Christ is going to descend first. A thousand years are going to pass. Then God himself is going to descend. Why? Because he wants to go back walking in the cool of the day with his creation. That's the whole purpose. But yet people have the daft believed that they're actually going to go to heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, no you're not. You're never going to be a choir, okay? You're never going to outsing the angels. You're never going to drown out the four mighty living creatures. That's not going to happen. Even though they've taught you that it is. No, that's not what's going to happen. The only people who ever enter into Mount Zion are those that are martyrs for Christ. Everybody else goes to a place in Hades, if they be the children of the promise, to paradise. But if you don't understand 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, it's painfully obvious. Literally, you don't have a clue about not only what Revelation says, but not any of the prophetic books in the Bible. Not any. Not any. This is what is going to happen. God is going to come down. That's what he said, and that's exactly what he intends to do. After his son has been married and reaches his 1,000th anniversary. Uh-huh. That's what he said, and that's what he's always meant. Let's, let's do this one more time. <laughs> because there are prophets who wanted to see this, but their works never got included into the Bible, God's Holy Word. So let's do this one more time. Matthew chapter 13, verses uh, 16 17. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, they all wanted to go back in time and walk in the garden in the cool of the day with the Lord, their God. Matter of fact, that's all they wanted. They really didn't want anything else.
But it amazes me how people cannot see what is painfully obvious right in front of them. It absolutely blows me away. We're going to take a break. I do hope you enjoy this one. It really is a good tune. I I appreciate it. But all of you need to consider what I've said. You all need to really come to grips with what 1 Corinthians chapter 6 was talking about. No, really, you do. Don't you realize the whole reason why he was saying these things. I mean, this whole time, you really do have to wrap your mind around the simple fact that he was expecting both the children of the promise and the children of disobedience to read this chapter. One would go to the right, one would go to the left, and they would never have a choice about that. But blessed, ladies and gentlemen, blessed, blessed. Maybe we should go through some more times where blessed is used. You know, it's used seven times in the book of Revelation. Let's take some readings from the book of James. Chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. James chapter 1, verse 25. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. James chapter 5, verse 11. Those blessed who endured, you have heard of the endurance of Job, and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful.
catch that? I hope you did. I really do hope you did. And exchange 
Good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. That is the best stuff. Undeniably, that is the best of stuff. Many of us forget who, what, where, when, why we are the children of the promise. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the most important thing. Let's read those verses that were quoted in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's get to the point of all of this, shall we? Genesis chapter 2. Verse 20, the man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. He then took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man, and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Isn't it absolutely amazing that that is the verse from the law that was used to build 1 Corinthians chapter 6? Ladies and gentlemen, woman was not created. She was fashioned. You didn't catch that? She wasn't created. She was fashioned. I wonder how many of you did not realize what was actually being said. Is what he said. But it amazes me how many people don't catch it. Talk about that. That Hebrew word, shall we? Just so you know, it's not the word you were thinking that it was. It wasn't create. That's not the word used. It's not. It's to build. It's a bena. H1129. That's what it is. It amazes me how many people don't realize that. It really does because, well, when you go back to the very first verse in the Bible, that's not what he says. He says, Bera. 
completely different word. That's the word for create. That's not what he did with the woman. And that's the truth. But I wonder how many of you didn't realize that. I hope you enjoyed this unconfined congregation. I really do. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something, and I hope that you had ears that were listening and eyes that were seeing. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.